so I would venture to say I was probably got up to around 200 pounds, if I had to guess. Knowing now about like numbers and weight and what that feels and looks like. I got my first kipping pull-up, not strict, but kipping, at about five months. Yes, this is the fittest, the strongest I've been since I've started my fitness journey. However, it's hard for me to answer that so quickly because I still have that voice in your head. This isn't the smallest I've been. No one else standing around wants this as badly for you as you do. I know that keeping a healthy diet through Everett's pregnancy paid off. You guys have given me so much more than anyone realizes. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. We've got a very special guest today. Michelle Wagner joins me on the podcast, and you're going to love hearing her story. You probably will cry, so you definitely want to grab some tissues. Enjoy. My name is Michelle Wagner. I am 34 years old. Uh, two kids, Jackson, who is three and a half, and Everett, who just turned two in March. Um, I'm married to Jacob Wagner, and we are loving little kids in uh, life here in Cogitation. Okay, so this is the first time we've ever had a special request. <laughs> Uh, podcast interview. So Beth Dallarn, special request last week, so I'll give her a shout out, uh, said, you know, we we got to hear Michelle on the podcast. Thanks, so, Beth. Yeah, so <laughs> thanks, Beth. Okay, so Michelle, you've obviously been here for, uh, when did you guys start? Three years ago? When was the official time that you came to College Station? We moved to College Station in February of three years ago, 2004. Nope, what's three? 15? 14, 14, because we're in Oh, yeah, okay, 14. And then what, so take me back, when did your, because you had already been working out, you had already done CrossFit, so when did your fitness journey truly begin? My fitness journey truly began in 2008. And how, how old were you at that time? How old was I at that time? 83. 25? 25, yeah, 25. Before that, I was working in a restaurant, and I was opening restaurants living in a hotel, um, pretty much just traveled from one location to the next, opening um, locations for them, training staff. And so I lived in a hotel, I ate whatever we cooked at the restaurant, which is normally fried, whatever was fried. And growing up, I wasn't really, had too much issue. Like I wasn't a thin child, I was a thicker child, but my mom always kept us active. But my fitness journey began in 2008 when I decided that I didn't want to be overweight anymore because I was really big. Wow. So you you really hadn't been working out then but almost 10 years. Yeah. So during your high school, you never played sports or didn't really? Well, growing up, my mom always said you had to pick one instrument, one sport, and whatever, one language. That was a thing. Um, So I tried t-ball and softball, and that's kind of the one I stuck with. And the instruments, I excelled more through music. My sister and brother excelled more at sports. So it was a thing I did, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like an athlete. I wouldn't have called myself an athlete. So, so when you, what'd you, what'd you do in 2008 when you started working out? I went to the YMCA with a friend. She, um, I just kind of voiced to her, like, I don't want to be, for lack of better words, fat anymore. I wanted to be in control because I kind of was out of control of it. And, um... I remember right before I had that conversation with her, 
I kind of was at a breaking point. Like, I had a size pant that was, like, a 16, and it was so tight. And I remember, I cannot go buy bigger pants. <laughs> was she really fit? You know, Jillian wasn't really fit, but she was always aware. And so she was um, just always active. And she did things like went to the Y and ran with friends and did like little 5Ks and races. And so she was a good example of just kind of how to have like a a balance. Right. So, and she was always a close friend growing up. So well, through high school and I met her right after high school. So that was a, she was just a good example of how to have like a healthy balance. Like she still went out, but she worked out. So I um, kind of confided in her and said, I, I need help because I don't really know what to do. So are you still me. friends with her to this day? Yes. Oh, that's we are awesome. Still close. Okay. So what, what did workouts look like in the first three, four months? Um, we went to the Y and she told me to take the classes since I didn't know what to do. So I did like body flex and step aerobics, which I'm horrible at and, um, spin classes because I didn't even know what, to, where to begin. And I ran on the treadmill, which I hate, but I did. And so she would meet me there every day. And she would work out next to me, and she just kind of, like, helped me through it. And for that first, I didn't even, I never knew how much I weighed until about three or four months in. Jillian asked me, she's like, well, how much do you weigh? And I was like, I don't really know because I feared whatever that number was. And so at that point, I remember getting on the scale, and it was like 186 pounds. So that was after we had already been doing stuff, and I had lost some weight. And I only knew that because my pants were fitting better. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I would venture to say I was probably got up to around 200 pounds, if I had to guess. Knowing now about like numbers and weight and what that feels and looks like, I probably got to about 200 pounds. So how, I mean, how long did you work out at the Y? What would you say like your For about, results at the Y were? What They kind of started to trail off. Um, I probably got, and again, I didn't really... I, didn't really use the scale to measure things. I probably got down to like a size 12 and I kind of plateaued, but that took about the better part of a year. And we just kept doing those things. How many days a week? Five usually. Like Jillian was very, like once I was kind of like her mission at that point and she would, we would run at like 10 PM at night. And that's probably where I learned to start loving to run at night. But we would meet at night and run after work when she got off of work or we'd go to the Y at 7 AM and take a class. So she was right there with me. Did you change anything about your diet at that time? Not really. No. So just working out. Just working out. And you know, that's kind of how she did it. So I just kind of followed suit. Like we would still hang out and go get drinks and stuff. Yeah. But, so I didn't change diet yet. I just just was working out. And so what I a lost, great friend. She's an amazing friend. Oh, my. Like, she's looking back, friend. that was yeah. life-changing she for you. She saved my life pretty much, yeah. It was kind of like that, and you knew the age. Like, if I don't do it now, I'm not getting any younger. It's not going to get easier. So yeah. so then where did that lead to? In the How long did you work at the Y, or where did you change? So probably at a year, um, I met Jacob in... 2009, the very beginning of 2009. At the Y? No. <laughs> Not at the Y. Um, and so he, he had known that I was working out and doing things. And he met me when I was, you know, a size 12. And we were talking. And um, he said, well, I do CrossFit. And I had never heard of that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I go to the Y. And he's like, oh, that's great. And he was always supportive of that. And um, he said, we should try it. And he, it wasn't very pushy. Like each conversation, 
he has grown up with fitness and always knew about it. So it was always kind of, we'd always talk about it for a little bit. Um, and then he said, you know, I looked it up. There's one right by your house. Cause he lived in Panama city beach. I lived in Clearwater. So we were kind of like six hours apart. He said, there's one like five miles from your house. You should go try it. I thought, Oh yeah, maybe. And so eventually I think maybe after like two weeks of him mentioning it, I thought, you know what? It's five miles away. It's closer than the Y. Let me try this. So, um, it was CrossFit Triumph, and at that point in 2009, there weren't that many CrossFit gyms, especially um, in the Gulf Coast of Florida, so I was really fortunate to have one five miles from me. So I went, and Coach Al owned the gym and ran the gym and taught all the classes, and uh, that was the first CrossFit gym I worked out at, and our very first day, we did Helen, and he didn't have a kettlebell smaller than the 35 pound kettlebell so i used that and he said well you're pretty strong you'll be fine <laughs> and i used a green band for the pull-ups and it took me just under 16 minutes to do it and there was only maybe like five people in the class i was the last one done and i remember they all stood around watching me and i remember the last set of kettlebells thinking this is never going to end like the longest workout of my life. The word, and then he told me how long it took, and I thought that's it. It felt like an eternity, and it was my first CrossFit workout. So now every time we do Helen, I kind of reminisce, like, oh, absolutely. My first workout. Um, and I went back the next day, not because I was hooked yet, but because I thought I was broken. So I wanted him to look. I don't know if I hurt myself or <laughs> this is how you should feel, but I just like wanted to come back to check and make sure I wasn't broken. And so that he kind of knew that I wasn't wimping out and I yeah. <laughs> wasn't coming because I couldn't take it. And uh, after, this is about my second week, we did 300 air squats for time. And for me, that was a ton of air squats. For anybody, that's a ton. And every time you stop squatting, you had to run. Huh, so, man. you know, he kind of gave me some grace and he gave me like big sets so I wouldn't have to run so much. Because um, at that point I thought I was decent. I had been going to the Y. I knew I wasn't fit, but I was like, yeah, I've been working out. But that changed my opinion of fit pretty quickly. And that last time I had to go out for that 400 meter run and come back, I thought, and I stopped before I got to the 400 meter mark. And this, this was like a life changing moment. And I thought, that's far enough. And I turned around to come back. And I didn't quite go to the 400-meter mark. And I turned around, and sure enough, Coach Al was standing behind me. And I hadn't heard him, probably because I couldn't hear over my breathing. And he was right behind me. And I was shocked, because he I don't know if he kind of figured I was getting tired or why, but he was right there. And I um, kind of gasped, and I said, oh, I'm sorry. And I turned around, and I ran all the way to the 400. <laughs> And when I turned back around, he had gone, and I got back to the end of the gym, and the whole time running back, I'm like, oh my gosh, why did you do that? Why did you try to short the run? You should have just went. It wasn't that far. Like, I could probably have reached out and touched it, but why did you short yourself? And I remember apologizing to him, and he said, you don't need to apologize to me. You should apologize to yourself, because you're the only one that you're shorting by not pushing and going all the way. And at that moment, I thought, I am the only one. Like, that was kind of why I was there, because I wanted to be healthy. So from that point, and that was kind of like my, I, 
my I always say like the one time I cheated on a CrossFit workout like I didn't go all the way and sure enough you know and he taught me that even when it's hard you just got to finish it so that was wow so you kind of yeah you realize that you know it almost gave you more purpose right mm-hmm. kind of gave you more of a you know just a clarity as to why you were doing this yeah and that's when I became hooked so after that did you because at what point did you you weren't on the band forever you obviously got to a point where you became pretty good at this Mm -hmm. crossfit thing so what was that journey like going from beginner crossfit to you know starting to be able to get some of the skills and mastering them i'd say between like the three and six month period things just started to feel better i started i got my first kipping pull up not strict but kipping at about five months and so working on it and I was fortunate to have like a small class, so we got to work a lot of one-on-one. I had a lot, some time. Uh, I was just going to school and working, so I could spend a little more time in the gym. But um, and had lost quite a bit of weight in the first, almost forty pounds, because he started um, in the first three months. He started tracking my food with me, and he mentioned like the first week he didn't say anything, but the second week, like, well, what did you eat today, or what did you have for lunch today? And I remember I was proud of myself because, like, well, I had a turkey pita, and I thought that was great because it wasn't a sandwich on bread, so that was better. And he kind of taught me, you know, how to pick better food choices, and he introduced me to the CrossFit Zone or the the journal. And so we started blocking my meals, and within like three months, I had lost about forty pounds just CrossFitting once a day and blocking my meals. Wow. So you worked at the Y for like a year, which mm-hmm. was great, you know, preparatory work. But then right. in CrossFit, you see, it sounds like you got results quick. So much faster. Because that intensity just wasn't, on my own, I didn't know it. And to be pushed by someone, to be encouraged by someone. And then he just kind of helped me and guided me through. I have all my paper journals still about tracking my workouts and tracking your food and writing down everything you eat. And he would look at it unexpectedly he would ask me like hey let me see that log because every day he would say all right write down your workouts and we would all sit down and write them out and he'd write down your food for the day and so I would write it down and he would ask every once in a while just to take a look at it just to help keep you accountable and so that um that was a huge thing because learning how to eat correctly was something I never knew growing up with a Korean mom uh, a second helping is you know a polite gesture. So eating all your food before you get out of the t- get off get up from the table is what you're supposed to do. So portion control has always been my issue. So him teaching me how to weigh and measure and what appropriate amounts look like was a big thing for me. So has that been something that you've stuck with ever since? Yes. And Jacob um, and I, and it's been so good to have like my spouse and then he was you know my fiance my boyfriend to. Um, also have the same interest and want the same thing so we kind of supported each other through it and we would weigh and measure our food together and meal prep together and so it's always been something we've been passionate about and even if we tend to get away from it or you know you get busy and you start eyeballing things we always have that scale next to the stove in the kitchen until this day it's it's right there and so you just kind of remind yourself like oh let me just check that you know because you start to learn what Mm-hmm. an appropriate amount of protein looks like. So all of this was kind of for the next few years, and then you got pregnant in what year? I got, well, Jackson was born in, yep, so 2000, 
2013. Okay. So <laughs> what, would you say there was much change like in that other than development and CrossFit? You, you kind of got in better shape? I had gained um, some strength, quite a bit of strength. Yeah. And then I took a break. I always coached CrossFit, even no matter where we lived. Um, Florida, I coached it. Virginia, I coached it. I took a break from doing CrossFit myself and took interest in Olympic lifting. So I worked with Coach Wilkes in Virginia Beach in Olympic lifting, and that was something that I wanted to pursue. I found a lot of enjoyment. It was fulfilling. It was fun. and But I still continued to coach CrossFit, and he would say um, he could tell through my lifting if I had done one too many CrossFit workouts that week you know, because I was fatigued or I wouldn't perform as well. And he would say, you know, lay off the CrossFit and just do the lifting. So, um, but I found that to be just kind of a, a new avenue because after a while, um, I just wanted to better my skills in Olympic lifting because you can only get so far until you really break it down and really take a look at it. So I decided to work at, with an Olympic lifting coach. And um, that helped a lot. That helped my technique tremendously. Um, even to this day, I feel like I can go into a workout and not have to worry about technique too much because I had spent so much time practicing. Um, but we were getting ready for a meet. I had a meet in April of 2015. And so Coach Books and I had been training. Um, and now it was time to cut a little weight. It wasn't a huge weight cut, but we trained a little heavier. And then he had put us on like a, a ketone cycle and it was, and it would, cut us and we would be fine for the meat and I couldn't lose like the last four pounds I needed to and coach Wilkes remember asking me like well are you what are you eating <laughs> I promise I'm eating how you tell me to I'm following the prescription and I just don't know why I'm not I can't I don't know the scale is not lying but I can't and um and then I felt sick one day out of the gym, I just didn't feel well. So I went to the doctor thinking maybe I had the flu or whatever, and come to find out I was pregnant. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't know I was pregnant with Jackson until um, until I couldn't cut the weight. You know, it's funny you bring this up because I was just telling, I told Alicia's doctor this the other day, but um, I go, there's this girl, Michelle, <laughs> who works, who's a trainer at her gym, or, you know, and she, at 35 weeks pregnant, PR'd her snatch. I did. Now it all makes sense. You were getting professional <laughs> Olympic weightlifting coaching, and then you got pregnant, and because you, you, I think it was 150 pounds, or it was 155 when I PR'd. 155, it yeah. yeah. It I don't recommend trying to PR your snatch 35 weeks pregnant. <laughs> just so you know. Wow. But I felt it that day, so I was yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. So then I had, uh, we did the meet anyways. He said, "Well, you won't be the lightest in your weight class, but you're still in your weight class. So I guess let's just do it anyways." So I remember putting on my singlet, and I, he, he said, well, you just look kind of bloated. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my uh, um, Olympic lifting meet. I think I was 14 weeks pregnant with Jackson. And qualified still to move on, but at that point we decided that it was probably So, you know, you, you worked out all throughout both pregnancies, you know, and, and I feel like you almost like started this trend up here with <laughs> pregnancy and with working out while pregnant. So give me a little bit kind of of this, you know, was it just something that you'd already been doing for so many years that it just felt normal to keep going? 
was being pregnant harder or you know like what are your i can't relate because i'm not a female obviously i'm married to alicia and she's currently pregnant but there's still you know give me your words about um when i learned i was pregnant with jackson i was actually worried because i feared gaining the weight so i continued to work out almost to combat that like well if i just keep working out then i maybe won't gain so much weight. So at first it was out of fear that I didn't want to, because I just worked so hard and it wasn't, it was still kind of fresh. Like I still had that weight loss journey right behind me, I felt like. So I didn't want to kind of spiral out of control. So at first I worked out with when I was pregnant out of fear. And I'd say that was probably most of when I was pregnant with Jackson. And I still gained like 45 pounds. So then I, I almost felt defeated. like you're working out, you're gaining all this weight. It was kind of a hard pill to swallow. Like, but I, and I, not having a child before that, you don't really know the amazing result that's coming or, you know, what having a child is going to be like or feel like. However, you, I just remember feeling defeated the last few months of that pregnancy. Like, you've been working out, you've been eating well. Um, and so right around, I'd say, seven months pregnant with Jackson, I then decided I would eat ice cream every night <laughs> from seven months till the time I gave birth to him because at that point I almost felt a little defeated. Um, so I can't say that was the picture perfect pregnancy and I worked out a lot, but it still was, it was hard. It was very hard. And the recovery, they tell you, you know, oh, you're young, it'll just fall off. It doesn't just fall off. You have to work. And so that was almost hard too. But I do want to like I do think that after having worked so hard just what five years beforehand I kind of felt like okay I've done this once before I can do this again so I remember having to find that place in my head like you aren't this is you're not defeated it's another weight loss challenge or journey but you know you now have all the tools no one has to teach you how to eat well you know how to do that no one has to teach you how to work hard. You know how to do that. So it's kind of just accept where you are at that moment and instead of feeling bad for yourself or feeling, you know, defeated, stand up, move forward, and attack it. And so... You know, when you said about fearing gaining the weight, you know, I, I can relate because I was an overweight person, you know, and I think a lot of times, like, the the fear of going back to that yeah. keeps me so committed it's you real. know and so my question for you is like do you have a hard time ever accepting like that you're really healthy like that you're a fit person that you're a great example of health because you were yeah. overweight for so long i do i don't i guess necessarily always see that person like i feel like i'm still in this you know because you still have to try and push and you still have to work at eating healthy it doesn't always come so of course i want to eat ice cream every night but you have to i always feel like you know i'm one poor decision away (laughs) from going back to where i was right that's how i feel and you know you take a day off from the gym okay you take two and so you don't want to let it spiral out of control because it can so quickly so I do sometimes feel like I still have to put a lot of effort and like thought into making sure that I'm 
diligent and consistent with my work. So when you came back after Jackson, was that hard? Was it like when you came back to the gym? Because you came back about a month after. Mm-hmm. Was it, did it go, take a while to get back? Actually with Jackson, I didn't start working out again until he was about five months old. Or, yeah. I took a long time maybe off. Maybe with Everett. You with were, Everett, yeah. I came back a month. Yeah. And with Everett, I worked out through the entire pregnancy. I ate way better. Mm. I didn't ever have that. Because I kind of knew it takes... You feel like, okay, I've done this once before. Again, I know what to do. You know what to expect now. Um, and so I challenged myself to just eat better. Work out, not much more. Still the same CrossFit one hour a day. But just eat better. And that made a big difference. So... Um, my recovery was so much faster with Everett. A month later, I was back in the gym. My body felt better recovering. I retained more strength. I just, like, I think, and I, I shouldn't say think, I know that keeping a healthy diet through Everett's pregnancy paid off. Mm. 100%. That food choices I made then were, I mean, tenfold. You can't. Tenfold. And so, you know, looking at both pregnancies, kind of now your, you know, your boys are beautiful, healthy, mm-hmm. you know, um, Everett's almost, or he just turned two. Yeah. So you're, you know, at this point in your life, like, would you say you're the fittest you've ever been? I've had that question before and it took me the same amount of time to answer because um, sometimes you correlate fit with other, in my head I correlate fit with other things yes this is the fittest the strongest I've been since I've started my fitness journey however it's hard for me to answer that so quickly because I still have that voice in your head like this isn't the smallest I've been this isn't the leanest I've been but I'm stronger now I'm faster now I'm more competent in my skills but that little something in your head says, but it's not quite, you know, you've been smaller, you've been, so I, I still battle with that. So And so CrossFit kind of has done a phenomenal job of helping people understand that, you know, what it's matters, not, it's not about the scale. Right. And so for you, what has that done for you? It's changed it completely. I do get on the scale occasionally. I'm not like a daily weigher because um, that's just not for me. But I tend to just go by um, physical appearance and how my clothes fit. And I know, I know where I am in my body weight. And I can kind of guess if I were to get on the scale, like, today I weigh, and it's usually pretty accurate. But um, that doesn't matter so much anymore because I can now know confidently that if I can perform all these physical things, like running or, you know, lifting a certain weight or... Um, doing a certain gymnastics movement competently and I have that skill, then it doesn't matter if I weigh 150 pounds or 135 pounds. I can say that I'm fit and I'm healthy and be proud and confident in that. And um, that has taken a long time to kind of accept. But I, I would... I think after having kids and um, seeing your body change so much, that helped me kind of get over that putting so much weight in, 
putting so much on that number on the scale. Like it's not about how much you weigh, but are you eating healthy? Are you being active? You know, those things matter more than whatever number shows up when you step on Yeah, measuring success, not so much from a scale, but just like how many times you work out this week is the food that you're putting in your body because Mm -hmm. ultimately your body, we can't control what's going to happen, but we can control behavior. You know, if you work out and if you're eating healthy, Mm -hmm. and I think what you're sharing, which I appreciate you sharing because I think there's a lot of people listening that can relate to you is this battle, right? It's just this forever battle for a lot of people who who look at the scale and they could have had an amazing seven days of eating and workouts and PR'd and you know but they see this number and now it's like everything just fell apart because the number was higher and it's like I just PR'd you know my back squat and I got the most pull-ups I've ever gotten and I've been eating healthy for a week and the number went up two pounds right and they feel defeated and they feel defeated but you know and it's um I think you know when you when you have everybody's journey is different you know but uh, you know for me personally like and I know I'm not a female but I have uh, I don't weigh myself unless I go to the doctor for some reason Mm -hmm. they put me on a scale or a chiropractor puts me on a scale Mm -hmm. um but I, I do feel like there's, there's, and when I do weigh myself, I put a very small emphasis on it just because I know, like you said, like you're measuring your success based on how your performance is going, how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell you if I'm overweight. Mm-hmm. I don't need the scale to tell right. me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I know I, if I've had, like I've not been eating well yes, this week and I can feel it. Exactly. Don't need a scale. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying weighing yourself is bad. You know, right. I interviewed Alicia not too long ago and she weighs herself exactly. every day. And for some people, it keeps them on track, and it's great, mm-hmm. you know. But when you have that psychological battle going on, you know, really understanding yourself and what is this doing, you know. Because at the end of the day, like, if anything's going to push you further away from working out and eating healthy, and you know, then it's probably not good, you right. know. And, and if it's self-sabotage, too, it could exactly. really be hurtful. And I say that not to you specifically, but I think there's people that maybe even, you know, take it to a whole nother very very uh high level that you know could be hurting themselves um so what has this fitness journey over the last nine years taught you and and what have you learned from it and what is it you know what has it done to your life it's changed my life completely um it's given me more confidence it's given me kind of a purpose and also it's given me um just joy like it's really taught me how to accept myself but also challenge myself so not to get complacent but to be satisfied and to want a little more at the same time so it's kind of but that's kind of everyone's crossfit journey like you're happy that you got that pr but now like ah but i bet i could get five more pounds next time so you kind of like you're excited but you're still hungry for a little bit more um but I'd say the biggest thing it's taught me is confidence in myself. And not in a, um, a showy kind of a way, but just in a personal. And it's kind of, um, I share this a lot with some of the women and some of the people I coach. But, and <laughs> I don't know how this is going to To almost like that mental voice, um, I, to change that. It's taught me to not be so 
hard and negative on myself, but to kind of be your biggest encourager. Like no one else standing around wants this as badly for you as you do. Like you need to be healthy so that you can be a better mother, a better sister, a better friend. So nobody needs this as badly as you do. So it's kind of taught me to change from that negative, like, oh, you can't, this is too hard, I'm never gonna finish, to stop thinking that way and to start thinking a different way. And I tell the women this when I coach them, you know, try to be your biggest fan and try not to feel defeated or don't give up so easily. Just take a deep breath and move forward. Makes me think of like what people say is positive mental attitude. Exactly. You know, and it's so easy in the gym, you know, you hear people like, just self-sabotage themselves you know i'm ne- i'm never gonna get a pull-up mm-hmm. or i'm never gonna get double unders but it bleeds into your life and crossfit has also taught me goal setting and it might sound funny but just small goals like you know next time i want five more pounds on my back squat or i'm gonna get a set of 10 pull-ups instead of you know i have to break them up in five or however it is but just that small goal setting because it bleeds out to everything because once you think like I can do that, well, I can do this. And you know, if, if I'm capable of pushing myself to do that, then this is also possible. So um, just kind of showing me that I am capable of things and I'm stronger than I had first imagined. And with a little bit of hard work, you just have to want it hard and bad yeah. enough. So last question is, um, you, I, I feel like you get it when we have building better people on our walls and um, that statement yeah. of building better people in this gym. And uh, what does what does that mean to you? And what you know when you leave here in the next couple of weeks, like what are you going to carry with you when you hear those words put together like that? When I hear building better people. Try not to cry. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot to me in correlation of the actual gym, like working out. Um, like, but, and that probably sounds bad, but it means more about kind of your mental health and what allowing like Christ to do in my in, in my heart and in my mind and with me in the gym has changed tremendously. I've, bef- I think before we moved to College Station, I never really let circles of my life kind of overlap. Went to church and that was good and then I went to the gym and that was good, but I never really connected all the pieces and so college station crossfit has taught me how to connect pieces and how to let how to let um me use crossfit even as a platform to share about my you know my faith or my love of christ and and to help encourage people and to have a different avenue with people. So um, building better people to me means being a better, more confident person and reaching out to people and embracing people and loving on people 
and that does happen in the gym and it's being a better athlete yes and you know but being I think a better mom or a friend or a wife it's taught me that more than it has and so when you're moving in two weeks Mm -hmm. and I know that you have a lot of special people here at the gym um, is there anything that you want to close out and kind of share with them and just kind of say uh, on this podcast Um, I've gained so much from so many different little conversations and even just pats on the back and building relationships with the members here and the coaches and you and Alicia and you guys have given me and I can say this confidently and Jacob so much more than anyone realizes the love and the community and the support that we've received um, from our family here at College Station CrossFit is tremendous it's been life-changing because now they say people say this and I never understood it but it takes a village and um, you hear that you're like oh yeah yeah that's nice but now I get it because I've had such a tremendous village of people who have supported me through pregnancies, be it um, just whatever, emotional things, hardships that other friends have gone through, um, but seeing that support come together. And yes, we come together and we sweat together and we work hard and we encourage each other and we challenge each other, but they have loved me more than than they know. Just. Um, I wish I could like give everyone a hug and thank them each individually, and I'm making it a point, but to know that they've given us so much more than they probably even realize, and forever thankful for our family here. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.